For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Valentine's Day to you if you celebrate it. That's that's up to you. I'm not going to judge you either way. I guess if, uh, you know, certainly if you are a parent, you have kids. Kids love to celebrate Valentine's Day. If you are in a relationship with someone, you probably want to celebrate Valentine's Day. Others, people like me, eh. I do agree with the people who point out all the time, frequently on every Valentine's Day post on social media, that it is kind of an artificially propped up holiday these days. That it's more about selling greeting cards and chocolates and gifts, but that's okay. It's all right to have a day where you show somebody that you appreciate them and that you love them and that you're glad they're in your life. But I'll probably not really talk a lot about Valentine's Day today because I'm not a big celebrator of it. But what we can celebrate is... Now, did we... This is the question here. Did we dodge a bullet with this snowstorm? Or was it just overhyped? Now, I think that's going to be a matter of your opinion. I think the facts are that we dodged a bullet with it. Because if you were paying attention as the storm was coming in, it's so funny right now too, by the way, as I'm looking out over Stop and Shop through the through the parking lot here, it's like there's a, a straight line across the sky of all the dark clouds that were overhead. And now there's clear sky behind it. And it's, it's literally like a straight line across the sky. Two very different tones. If you, if you have a second to, to pop your head out the window and take a look, wherever you may be, look toward the east. And you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's really, really strange. But I, if you were paying attention to the storm and, and the storm tracking that all the meteorologists were doing, this was a storm that was relatively fast-moving, And that was also moving around a lot, for lack of a better term. It wasn't always following the expected path. 
So in some places, you know, the prediction right up until yesterday morning was that they were going to get eight, eight to 10 inches. And then that was knocked down to, you know, two to six inches. Other places, school had already been canceled and they barely got any snow at all. So it, listen, canceling school was the right move. Putting parking bans into effect was the right move. All of these steps that were taken were the right thing to do. To be prepared for a storm that could have been a lot worse. I think this is just one of those instances and, and they happen. And it seems like they happen more often than not, but where we didn't get it as bad as we could have. Meteorologists always want to warn you of the worst case scenario so that you're prepared. And in this case, we got more of, the, I guess, the best case scenario. But it was a very strange storm. You know, in Fall River, you heard Ceci mention in the forecast there during the news, Fall River got seven inches of snow. New Bedford got 4.2 inches of snow. So we had a three-inch difference just between the two cities. Then if you go out into some of the suburbs around here, You know, like out in the Rehoboth area, Dighton, they got six inches. Uh, I saw a report that Rochester was reporting about, I think it was like five, five or 5.8 inches. So varying snow totals around the region. But nothing is stranger than if you look at the snow totals that came in on the Cape. If you look at what came in for Barnstable County. We have a reported eight inches of snow in Sandwich, but only an inch and a half in Pocasset. Now, what does that mean? If you're not familiar with Cape geography, that means that going just over the Bourne Bridge, they got an inch and a half. Going just over the Sagamore Bridge, they got eight inches. How's that for a differential? Of, of less than five miles, I think. So I know that that's, not, that's simplistic, of course. You know, it all depends on where the readings were taken. Pocasset has a lot of waterfront area where you could have gotten the 1.5 inches from. Sandwich has some inner part of the town where they could have gotten the eight inches from. In fact, I remember when I lived in Sandwich, we got walloped with a pretty good snowstorm. And I was more on the interior of town, further away from the coast. But that just shows you how much the storm was fluctuating. That a matter of just a couple of miles... I mean, it doesn't matter where you were in Sandwich and where you were in Pocasset. It's, it's not more than a couple of miles as, a, as the snow flies. And that's the difference that you got. But I think lucking out in the New Bedford area around four, four to five inches, depending on where you lived, was not, not bad at all. The fact that everybody was ahead of the storm helped out. 
I had to go grab a few things when I left here yesterday. And I went through the near north end of New Bedford. And this was, I left pretty much right after the show. Probably left about 9.20. And I'm looking down all these side streets that still have cars parked on both sides of them, even though the parking ban had been in effect at that point for nine hours. And as I'm driving down that way, I'm listening to Mayor Mitchell with Chris. The mayor will be in later on today with Chris during the 11 o'clock hour, but he, he called in just to talk about the storm for a few moments yesterday. And he's talking about how people won't heed the parking ban. And if, if you, there's going to be a lot of people complaining later on today when they get home from work, because, you know, the people who park down those side streets, they probably cleared themselves out so that they could pull out this morning. They shoveled out around their car. They cleared themselves a nice space. Maybe they cleared a little bit more beyond it. But, you know, for the most part, they made sure they cleared themselves so they could get out. What are the chances that when they get home from work tonight, they're going to get that same exact spot? And the problem will be by the time they come home tonight, anything that somebody didn't shovel is now frozen. And you're not going to be moving that. So all the people that parked on the side of the street that they weren't supposed to, that could have been clear or clearer if they had left that open for the plows to come down and, and get closer to the sidewalk. And, and that's kind of part of the reason for the parking ban is not only does it make it easier for the plows to get down the street and be able to clear the, the road itself, but then you're going to have the other side be ready for cars to come back and park there. But people don't want to be inconvenienced. They don't want to believe that they're going to get towed or fined. And we'll reach out to the police department today and we'll ask them, you know, after every storm, we do this. We ask how many cars got towed and how many tickets got issued. And then everybody will complain, well, the parking ban is just a money grab for the city. No. It was a legitimate need, and people just choose to ignore it. And then get upset when they have to pay the, the price for that. So I don't get why folks tempt fate. I mean, I, I could see if it was... A storm where we didn't get any snow at all. Like, let's just say it had continued raining until, you know, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. 
and somebody decided, well, you know, the parking ban isn't lifted yet, but I'm going to park on the side of the road. I doubt they're going to come and tow me away. Like, that I understand. At that point, it's a pretty safe bet that it's not going to be necessary for you to not be there. But clearly yesterday, we were getting snow. Clearly yesterday, the people who parked on that side of the street, assuming that they were home and that they didn't get a ride somewhere because they didn't want to drive, that meant that when everybody that was parked on the right side of the road, well, the, the proper side of the road for a parking ban, when they all got in their cars and left, the people who were parked on the wrong side of the street could go move their car over to the other side. Avoid being ticketed, avoid being towed, and let the plows get down and do their work. But they don't do that. And I, I heard the mayor of the Chris, and he's he's dumbfounded by it the same way I am, that people would just not want to listen to it. They would not want to follow those recommendations. Requirements, I should say. It's not even a recommendation. It's a requirement. How often do you have a parking ban in effect? And, and look, I think the city tried to do everything it could to not have to put one in effect. I didn't hear if the mayor mentioned that or not. But they waited quite a bit before they announced the parking ban. They waited until they were really sure they were going to need it. And then they didn't put it into effect until midnight because the snow wasn't going to come until the morning. So rather than being like Fall River, which said 6 p.m. on Monday night, meaning that when you came home from work, there was nowhere for you to park, they said midnight. Now, for a storm like yesterday, where the snow wasn't going to start till 8 a.m., really, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., I wouldn't be surprised, and, and don't, don't take this as me giving you the okay to do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if the city didn't bother ticketing or towing anybody between the hours of midnight and 7 a.m. They probably gave people the pass of as long as they're out of there by the time we need to get the plows out in the morning. Now, granted, they still want to send the sand trucks down and everything, and they, they did. But I'm sure that they weren't out there towing everybody between the hours of, of noon and, and 6 a.m. And if I'm wrong and you got towed or ticketed, let me know. But it seemed like they were trying to give everybody as much opportunity as they could to park where they needed to park. But then once the storm rolls around, get out of there. Just get out of there and let them do their job. And you just had to go move. And in a storm like yesterday, let's just say you lived, you know, two streets over from one of those city-owned parking lots where they let you park during the parking ban. All right, let's just say that you, you, you couldn't get your car parked on the right side of the street or the proper side of the street for during the parking ban. There was too many cars there. Let's just say you had to go like two streets over and park in one of those public lots. If you went over there and put that car in that lot at 7 a.m. when there was probably a space in there because people had left and gone to work, 
by the time the storm was over, you could have walked over and gotten your car and, and driven it back. So I don't I don't get why people just can't follow it. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app. Let me know how the snow worked out for you. As you heard Sessie mention, we're going to be getting some more snow in the forecast, but not nothing to worry about, just some flakes. But this snow that we have piled up around us is not going anywhere. It's not going to be one of those nice, you know, 40-degree days where it starts to melt. We don't have a rainstorm that's going to wash it all away. We're stuck with this for a few days. So it's still winter. Punxsutawney Phil only said early spring. He didn't say winter was over. 508-996-0500 or hit me up on app chat on the WBSM app. Going to take a break now and we'll be back in a few moments. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in, or you can send app chat messages or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And listen, I know today a lot of people want to go out to eat. They want to go out and have dinner for Valentine's Day somewhere else, somewhere outside the house. They don't have to cook. They want to treat themselves. And I get it. I get it. But I just want to let you know that there is also an easy, convenient way to bring home dinner. You want to be the hero and bring home dinner and not have to worry about cooking, not have to go out and worry about whether or not you had a reservation or how long the wait's going to be. You want to just have a good, delicious dinner at home. It doesn't just have to be today either. It can be anytime. Let me tell you, you want to try crispy, crunchy chicken at Gas Express in New Bedford. It's located at the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue. And if you are familiar with Tarkin Hill, when you go to right where, well, you probably know D's Hot Dogs is there. You know the um, the liquor store there, all of that right there. Right on that same intersection on the other corner is Gas Express. And that's where you'll find inside Gas Express, you'll find crispy, crunchy chicken, where their motto is either you know how good it is or you haven't tried it. It is delicious, meaty chicken. There's a lot of meat on the bone, but even though it's fried chicken, it's not greasy. It's hand-breaded, and it's mildly Cajun spice. And when I say mildly Cajun spice, I mean it's not going to overwhelm you if you don't like a lot of spice. It just has enough zing for you to say, ooh, I like this, and bring your taste buds alive. It's available bone-in or as boneless tenders. And they have two, three, four-piece crunch box deals. They also have family deals 
But if you're going to get a lot of chicken, if you're going to get chicken for the family, just call ahead because they don't make a bunch of chicken and leave it sitting around. They make it in small batches so that when you come in to get it, it's always fresh. It's never dried out. They also have great sides, including their potato wedge fries, jambalaya, mac and cheese, and don't forget their famous honey biscuits. They are incredible. You're going to want to get a couple extra biscuits to take home too. So check out Crispy Crunchy Chicken. It's located in Gas Express at the corner of Tar Kiln Hill Road and Belleville Avenue. It's open 11 to 8 from Sunday through Thursday and 11 to 10 on the weekends. And you can also get it via Gotchu, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. All right. Well, it is time now to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Phil Devitt. On the other side, we'll take your calls, 508-996-0500. But take it away, Phil. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. President Biden says history will not look kindly on House Republicans for their impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas became the first cabinet secretary impeached in nearly 150 years by a one-vote margin on Tuesday. Republicans accused Mayorkas of failing to enforce immigration law at the southern border. Biden issued a statement after the vote calling it unconstitutional partisanship and a penny political game. Biden again called on Congress to take action to fix the nation's immigration system. A car crash into a hospital emergency room in Austin, Texas, has left the driver dead and five others injured. The incident took place at the St. David's North Austin Medical Center Tuesday night. The Austin Police Department says the crash does not appear to have been intentional. Ukraine has reportedly destroyed another Russian military ship in the Black Sea. A Ukrainian defense official claims the operation was carried out today by Ukraine's military intelligence agency. The official said the Russian landing ship was attacked by Ukrainian drones and sank to the bottom of the sea. Ukraine has claimed several attacks on Russian warships in the Black Sea, including the sinking of a guided missile ship earlier this month. A passenger aboard the Royal Caribbean's nine-month cruise around the world has died. The company confirmed the death in a statement on Tuesday, but the passenger's identity and details surrounding the death weren't given. The serenade of the sea set sail in December for the ultimate world cruise voyage. The trip will take passengers to all seven continents and over 60 countries. A SpaceX launch to put a private lander on the moon is being pushed back. A Falcon 9 rocket carrying the intuitive machine's Odysseus moon lander was scheduled to launch early today from Kennedy Space Center. In a late Tuesday night update, however, SpaceX said it was standing down from the launch attempt because of a temperature issue with the moon lander's liquid methane fuel. And the National Retail Federation says this could be a record year for Valentine's Day spending. Mark Mayfield reports. That's according to the National Retail Federation. It says consumers plan to spend a total of $25.8 billion this Valentine's Day. That's on par with last year's spending and the third highest in the survey's history. 62% of consumers ages 25 to 34 intend to celebrate this year more than any other age group. Consumers expect to spend $185 each on average. That's nearly $8 more than the average of Valentine's Day spending over the last five years. I'm Mark Mayfield. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets last night 118 to 110. Can they do it again? The Nets are at TD Garden tonight at 7:30. And the Boston Bruins lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3 to 2. They're on home ice to play the Seattle Kraken Thursday night. Let's get a check on your forecast now with ABC6. 
Bundle up this Wednesday morning. It's cold outside. You'll be seeing plenty of sunshine. The temperatures, however, will be feeling in the teens throughout the rest of the day this afternoon. Temperatures climbing into and around the low 30s. That gusty wind up to 32 miles per hour. Overnight tonight, clear. Temperatures dip into the low 20s. Gusty still as we head into this Thursday. Increasing clouds, upper 30s. Chance for snow Thursday night into Friday. Little to no accumulation is expected. From the ABC 6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the conversation let's go to the phones good morning you're on wbsm good early morning spooky tim how you doing good how are you well <laughs> i'm here that's what all i can say for now but uh, you know i listened to your early uh, talk about the parking situation i watch tv too uh, being old i sp- seem to spend a lot more time in the house now and I, I listen to Mayor Brett Smiley of uh, Providence talk about the same issue. I, I'm not too familiar with Providence except for going to what was formerly called the dunk and stuff like that but I imagine they have <clears throat> thickly settled areas like we do too and I think in those areas unfortunately it's just a problem because there are so many cars in those areas now. I used to live on uh, a street between Crapo and County, okay? And uh, I had a house down there, which I held on for three years after a member of my family passed. And I used to go down there after I get to shovel in my place to shovel the other place, too. And um, <clears throat> uh, the, the cars down there were just tremendous, you know, tremendous. Um, I, I, again, I used to tell a next door neighbor that I got to know pretty well, uh, to have him and his wife park in front of the house anytime. I didn't mind if I got down there and I had to park down the street and walk back up, uh, because I wanted the house to look like there was, you know, somebody in there. Sure, I, yeah. I couldn't live two places at one time. Uh, a person said to me, board the place up. I, I didn't want to do that. I, I think I'd, I'd end up like poor big Al, uh, having people cut the copper pipes in my, uh, cellar and I'd have bigger problems, you know? So for three years I was able to do that. I would put on your radio station and leave that on all day, all night. And, uh, makes some people think that there were people in there. Uh, so, uh, uh, later on, when I sold the house after three years after my relative passed away, um, I said to the gentleman next door, "How you? How you? How you doing? Uh, is it nice? And, is it a little bit noisier there now, except for a radio?" And he said to me, "No, they're, they're fine." He said, "They're nice and quiet and everything, and good neighbors." He says, "But the only problem is, and it was a small little cottage. Uh, four of us used to live there. My family originally." Uh, he says, "He's got eight people living there." Mm. So, and with eight cars, okay? So when you think about 
that, and I imagine with some of the tenements, it's the same way. Uh, it, it's it's really a predicament, and uh, um, I, I you know I as you get older, these things are tougher to do. One of the reasons for me letting the place go is already the last time I went down there to shovel. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult on me. I'm in my 70s. I'm 74 this year. And uh, I know there was a lady that called up saying that, and then I, I give her credit, I think she was in a service too and everything, that she still shovels. But, you know, we're all equal, but we're all not the same. And as you get older, these things get tougher for you. I, I, I just pity the older people who, who, like me, might have to live in a, a thickly settled area down there and have to, you know, try to move the car. I think it would be to Duvall School, you know, and let's say if you're living on Scott Street or something like that. Well, that's kind of quite a walk for an older person. So. Well, I remember I was talking with um, Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta about these parking issues last year, uh, and one of the things that we discussed is, you know, especially in that area, in the near north end, where all these homes have, like, three-car driveways next to them, none of the tenants want to park in the driveways because they don't want to have to move for each other. So they all park on the street, and then you've got a three-car driveway that's sitting well, yeah. empty. Yeah, and that is a problem of a densely populated city who used to have, I remember when I was a kid, a lot of people didn't have cars and they would walk to work or to Berkshire Hathaway or walk to Goodyear, okay, or walk to all the other mills that were down there in the south end, which I'm familiar with. Now, again, in this, this particular house that I, I sold, uh, they do use the, uh, the driveway and they get three cars in there. From what I drive by every so often and I see this. And two are pretty much in, but the third kind of sticks out on the uh, on the sidewalk too, because there's not enough room, so that leaves three and five others you got to put out on a on a street, on a small little cottage. Yeah. And again, I imagine with uh, you know a lot of the tenements, okay, yeah, you've got more than uh, the one family living in there, and you know what I mean, okay. And every one of those people probably has cars too, to get around. I I know that you know they're trying to solve the problem thinking that people are going to take buses, but buses are no fun, especially with this weather, y'all, the cold and, you know, and, and rain and snow waiting for a bus, and sometimes the bus in this situation might be late. So, uh, again, it's a predicament about living in a city, whether it's New Bedford or Providence, and I, I don't really know, you know, uh, a, a good answer for it, and especially now since more people have cars than ever before. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, I had a gentleman next to me that used to walk to work at uh, Goodyear and walk back, you know, every day, you know, and he was an elderly gentleman, all right? And uh, that you just don't see that anymore, you know, and he didn't, didn't have a car, you know. Uh, so... Um, Hey, uh, you know it's 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 tough, and I I pity again being an older person because I understand that I lived through the blizzard of '78, and it was tough, and I had to do some shoveling, but I was 28 years old, so <laughs> it's no problem. But when you get to be 74 years old, well, it's a little bit more of a problem to do the things that you did when you were 28. Sure, you know? yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, sir, for the call. And uh, Spooky, always good talking to you. How are you feeling, by the way? I'm, I'm How are you doing, doing? I'm doing all right. You improving? Yeah, getting a little better every day. Just still always tired. So that'll that'll still take a couple more weeks to go away. But other than that, doing all right. Well, as the song goes, you're still a young man, so I'm sure you'll be okay. And I and I hope for that too. Thank okay? you so much. All right, you take care. Take it easy. Bye bye. And uh, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey Sam, how are you doing? Good. How are you? 
Glad to hear you're feeling better. Thank you. Um, the um, you know in Montreal they don't have uh, parking bans, and in Toronto either. And uh, Montreal, um, the city is similar to cities in the East Coast. It's really tight. Um, they built them around horse carts, and uh, and so what they do, uh, you could look it up on YouTube. But what they do is something a lot different. They take um, they do street by street, and they they basically remove the snow, so they, they blow the snow, they have two snow blowers that blow the snow, these are big industrial style, from the sidewalks into the center of the street, over the cars. Then they, they go down the middle of the street where they plow, they plow towards the center of the street, both directions. They end up with a furrow of snow down the middle of the street. And then the final thing is this giant uh, snow blower that it's like a, you know, 18, you know, big truck, with a giant scoop snowblower on the front comes down the middle and it blows the snow over the back of the truck on a long nozzle into the back of a semi, you know, one of those 18-wheeler semi sort of uh, dump trucks. And they literally remove all the snow from the street all in one shot. And it, there is no parking van, there's no moving cars, um, and then the citizens just have to remove the snow around their car, which is not, not nearly as much. So I think that you know, the city, if they want to get outside the box, this is something that America used to do in the 40s and 50s and 60s, was like, if you've got a problem, what else can we do to fix this? You know, um, this, that, that, when I saw those videos, I was like, wow, that, that makes total sense that they're doing. So. And, and that makes sense to me because a, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019, I went to Toronto right after they'd had a snowstorm. I, I landed the day right. after they'd had a big snowstorm and I, I I was staying at a hotel so I was just walking to like nearby restaurants to get something to eat and I was remarking to somebody about how little snow there was on the street. Like on the sidewalk or anything, there were no big piles of snow to have to get around. Yeah, that, that's, and that, yeah, you ran into exactly it. So they, their goal is snow removal and most of the equipment is fairly standard equipment. The plow they plow to the center is a standard plow. Um, they have special machines for the sidewalks. Um, but then the most unique piece is the one that uh, is a giant snowblower that picks it up and, you know, pushes it back to the semi. The semi is just anyone you're going to find at a, you know, <laughs> at, at a contra you know, big contractor. So um, to me, it makes sense because it's about five minutes, to, you know, depending on the size of the street. It doesn't take very long to, to clear one street and you're off to the next one. And even if they could do half the streets in New Bedford and then say, okay, we're going to double the equipment or triple the equipment for the future, then, you know, then this whole thing goes away, which is really kind of stupid. <laughs> so, I like it. I like the idea. Yeah, you can find them on YouTube. It, it's uh, When the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, how come we don't do this here? <laughs> well, maybe the mayor's listening. Right. Maybe maybe we'll be the, uh, the, the torch bearers for it here. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Steve. Have a good day. Too. You bet. And uh, when I when I went to Toronto, yeah, it was the day after a storm and a pretty significant storm in my eyes. To them, they were like, yeah, whatever. I think it was probably like eight or ten inches of snow. And I remember I was the only place I knew of that was nearby was a, a poutine place, and there was a Tim Hortons. And when I went out in the morning to get a coffee, because, you know, hotel coffee is hotel coffee, I was like, I'm going to go get a Tim Hortons coffee and a donut or whatever. And when I walked out of the hotel, I was like, oh, I didn't bring boots. Because, you know, when you're going through the airport, you want to wear something that's easy to take on and off. And then 
I didn't bring extra shoes with me. I only packed a bag for a couple of days because I was only going to be there for, I think, three days to film a TV show. But when you film a TV show, they make you bring multiple shirts with you. And then they try out each shirt against the background, and then they, they choose which of the shirts that you brought you're going to wear. So I was I had to fill my luggage more with shirts, so I didn't bring any extra shoes. I was like, I don't have any boots. I'm going to be slipping all over the place. Like trying to walk in my, I think I was just wearing sneakers. And when I walked out and started walking down the street, you know, because when you get dropped off by the uh, by the Uber, they're going to bring you right to the door. You're not really experiencing all that. But so I'm walking down the street and to go to Tim Hortons and it was like just the regular sidewalk. No ice, no snow or anything. And when I came back to my room, I was talking to the producer of the, the show and, and, I, and I said, I just walked down to Tim Hortons and I couldn't believe how nice and clear everything was. And just kind of dis, he dismissed what I was saying, but that makes sense. What I also found interesting about that experience was uh, they had a hot tub at this hotel and it was on the roof. So this hotel had like a split thing where like the first like 12 stories or something and then the next however many stories it went up. No, I think it was nine stories, nine or 10 stories. And then however many more it went up was like a separate tower. So you had like this um, courtyard area uh, on the top of the first section. And in that courtyard area, they had a heated pool and they had a hot tub. And they had like a glass sauna. And it, you could still go out on it, even though it was all covered in snow and ice. Like they hadn't removed the snow from up there. So it was all super slippery. And I went up there in a pair of hotel slippers because I'm like, I'm just going to go up to the pool in the hot tub. And I didn't realize that it was outside and that I was going to be walking across the ice, but I, I made it. And then I'm sitting there in this hot tub while the temperature outside of me is like eight degrees and I'm nine or 10 stories up. So it's cold, but in the hot tub, it was warm. And so I was just like, uh, I don't ever want to get out of this now. And they were projecting music videos onto the wall of the second tower with a projector and they had the music playing. I think it was a really cool experience, but you know, it wasn't worth risking breaking my neck. I don't think just to go. And the pool was, was awesome. Having a heated pool and oh yeah, it's great. It was, they were supposed to put me up in a much less fancy hotel, much, much less, much more no frills, simpler hotel. Uh, but then I said, well, I need to have in-room wired internet because I was doing my internet radio show from from the hotel at night. And so they said, oh, well, let's see where we can find. So they're like, well, we can send you over to this place. I was like, I looked it up and I said, yeah, we'll go there. So I, otherwise, I probably never could have afforded to stay there myself. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments the news, you heard Phil mention that the Providence rideshare drivers are having a rally today. They're, they're taking part in this uh, Valentine's Day strike that's going on with the Justice for App Workers Coalition. Rhode Island Uber and Lyft drivers are going to be taking part in this. But a, a little bit later on, I'm going to bring up something about some of the uh, food delivery services and the money that they make for those and whether or not you think it's worth it. And if you would do the same thing, and, and also, if it 
affects how you might tip those folks. So we can talk about that coming up. 508-996-0500. Going to take one final break here in the hour. Um, All right, that's going to... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.